Welcome to the Hotel Moment Podcast, presented by Revenate, the podcast where we talk to leaders in the hospitality industry. If you're looking for trends, perspectives, and stories from leaders in travel and hospitality, you're in the right place. Welcome, everyone, to the Hotel Moment Podcast. I am your host, Karen Stevens, the Chief Revenue Officer of Revenate. And today, I am delighted to be joined by Billy Skelly-Cohen, who is the CEO of the Zine Group. Welcome, Billy. Thank you. Nice to be here. I'm so excited. You know, we have an office in Amsterdam, and I understand you're based in Amsterdam. And uh, one of our favorite customers is actually part of the Zine Group, Eden Hotels. So it's great to have you here. So before we jump into the questions, I I wanted to ask you a couple questions about your background, a little bit more about how you got into the industry. So if you'll humor me, I've got a few questions to get going here. Sounds good. So the first question, when did you start working in the industry and do you remember your first day on the job? Well, I I fell into this industry a bit by accident. My, 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 My first career was in retail, which shares a lot of overlap with hospitality. But in about 2002, I got involved in the sales and marketing side of the industry. And that was my start into the business and, and quickly cut the bug for, uh, for the hotel business. Oh, that's cool. Okay, great. And what has been your most uplifting moment so far in your career? It's tough to pinpoint one, right? I mean, they're all about people. There's nothing that has moved me more in this business than things that I've either accomplished with a team or, you know, watching somebody grow in the industry or, or, or somebody that, you know, that's done, you know, a, a small little thing in the hotel that really touched me. So while I struggle to pinpoint one, I can tell you that all the examples I would give you are, are all about people. Right. People in, in, in the industry. Yeah, that's great. So this is more of a, a question for your personal experiences. So outside of work, what is the most striking experience you've had so far in terms of a food experience or a stay or a holiday that you've done personally? You know, I think like many people, I've, I've experienced a bit of kind of the glamping and kind of some of these outdoors experiences where you kind of connect hospitality and nature together that have just been incredibly special. You know, I, I can think of a, a, a trip to Costa Rica or the national parks in the U.S. or, you know, being in the middle of the countryside in France and whether it's staying in, a, you know, in a villa that kind of mixed kind of the mixture of old and new and that yin and yang or, you know, a tent that's fitting out like a proper hotel room. You know, the, being in these environments where you have the, help of mother nature to enhance the experiences uh, are some of the most special things I've certainly experienced in a few years and have been very inspirational in the way I look at the business moving forward. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, I love that as well. I think we have that in common, all of the nat- combining natural beauty with, with wonderful experience and great hospitality is always cool. All right, fourth question. Have you met any celebrities while in the trenches? I have actually quite a few I mean, let's first define what meeting a celebrity is. I'm sure if you've asked them, they probably wouldn't remember who I am. But I, one that stands out is uh, I did a hotel called Sea Containers quite a few years back in London. And we had the um, kind of the premiere party of the Entourage movie. And I, I remember at the time, I, you know, I had been quite a fan of the series and, and the guys were all there. And, and that was quite a quite a neat moment just because I had really connected to that series. 
I love that series. <laughs> so that's, that's that's a cool one. That's Entourage, HBO, going back. But wow, that's a, that's a good one. I remember, they were all incredibly short. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh. my God. They're, they're all little, little tiny things. Every one of them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, I'm really tall, so that's kind of heartbreaking for me. Not that I had a shot, but still. Okay. <laughs> so, so coming on, tell us a little bit about the Zine Group. You're the CEO now. You've been there for, how long have you been there? Just under a year. A year and a couple of months. Okay, great. Fantastic. So can you give us a little bit of idea about what the group is and Eden Hotels that falls under that group? Yeah, so when I took on the role, Zine Group didn't exist, right? It was it was Eden Hotels and... Um, you know, Eden Hotels is a 75-year-old business. Not many businesses around the world can claim to be 75 years old. It was a third-generation family business, you know, that went through kind of its ups and downs, typical family business over the years, but, you know, acquired these 14 incredible hotels over the years. And the Zine Group was created soon after I started because we have ambitious plan in what we want to do with the portfolio and ambitious plans for growth. And we wanted to create a bit of kind of a parent company, an umbrella company that could capture all the future brands and the future strategies that we hope to do in the future. Okay, great. So you mentioned something there. Um, You're talking about building and the marketing of a hotel brand. So can you talk a little bit about that? So what does it take if you even know you? Aiden Hotels, 75 years, family-owned company. Now you're expanding and looking to bring on more hotels. So when you think about building the brand itself, how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, the first thing we decided to do is, is realize that our current hotels shouldn't all live under the same brand. So we're actually going through an exercise and, and we'll probably end up with three different strategies out of the current portfolio. And that will be the springboard for growth where we can now digest hopefully future acquisitions and opportunities under three distinct strategies. You know, brands are a funny thing in our industry, right? Uh, Just uh, probably like you, we live and breathe hotels every day and we can't keep up with the number of brands that that are being launched every day. You know, for us, when when we think of a brand, we really think about internal versus external. You know, we think about employee branding before we think about consumer branding. You know, to me, it, again, really starts with people, right? If you're not creating an ecosystem, a brand that really resonates a a, a culture throughout your business, no matter how great the, the consumer idea is, the execution will fail. So that's really where it all starts for us is is thinking about creating a brand and how it's going to resonate internally and what does it mean to our operating standards? What does it mean to our hiring standards? What it means to empower the people that work within our group? And then we start thinking, okay, well, you know, we we think we have a good idea here. We think we have something interesting to pull a group of hotels together. You know, what's our edge here to try to generate some spotlight and and some emotional connection with, with certain guests? 
You know what? I absolutely love the, love that, Billy, talking about the internal branding first. And that really resonates with me because you know, I've been with Revenate for 10 years and I am so loyal to our company and to our brand. It's the culture, right? It's the culture of the people. And so I love the idea, you know, at a hotel, once you kind of instill that culture and people feel a certain way about being there, then that transmits out to the guests. And then kind of the the things that go on top of that, that external facing brand, it's really just icing on the cake, but the cake is the people. I've never really heard it put that way. And I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, obviously these things always happen in parallel, right? But we, we, we are very aware, right? You know, clearly it's all about the team, right? But even if I thought I was Superman, right? I, I with, without filtering a, a vision, a purpose, and clarity on on a way of working that truly can get the most out of people and, and a place where they can be proud and happy. It's difficult to believe that you can create a brand that will be successful out in the market in, in, in our business. So shifting back a little bit to, well, Eden Hotels itself, I know one of the things that you have focused on in the past and still focus on today is sustainability. So can you give us a little bit of an idea of, well, I mean, I think, I think most people know, but what do, you, what do you consider to be sustainability and why is it important not only for Eden Hotels, but for hoteliers, for the hospitality industry? Sustainability is a word that I'm starting to um, struggle with a little bit in our industry because it just means such different things to different people and kind of get throws around as a marketing tool where again, right, our starting point is not to use sustainability as anything that we market, but just being responsible business owner that employ people and host guests in our hotels, right? And and to think about that, you know, you have to recognize that hotels are fairly wasteful businesses, right? So what are the things that we want to focus on that can make a difference, right? Where we feel we can be good neighbors, you know, good employers and good hosts for our guests. Frankly, I don't think we've we've been doing anything that's original. We're just trying to be really committed to it and doing it well. So, for example, if you look at the majority of our of our Eden hotels, absolutely everything that is in our hotel is locally sourced. You know, if you look at the way that we want to manage laundry, waste, you know, all these kind of uh, assembly lines that we have in hotels, these these kind of big consumers of of things around of, about around sustainability, we really rethink day in and day out. How can we do that more efficiently? Right. We are totally rethinking our collateral strategy. We are completely committed to being single plastic use businesses, and all these things. You know, while they they might think a little bit kind of like page one, line one of sustainability to commit to them and doing it well is actually incredibly difficult in our businesses. So again, I guess the short answer would be that we we're committing to doing a few things very well. We're embarking in plans of, of some renovations of our hotels. And that's where we really feel we, we have an incredible opportunity again, whether it's, you know, to think about materials or energy consumption, you know, kind of these big ticket items. And that's, that's at the heart of our conversations as we're entering some of those renovation plans. Yeah, so it's kind of like we, we were talking about for the, the brand. It's like sustainability that's 
not just for the sake of a marketing plug, but really embedded in the culture. And then it re- it resonates with guests naturally because people people appreciate that. But it's it's more of a an approach to business. So for for other hoteliers out there that are just trying to get started, you know, as you mentioned, it's a very wasteful industry that we're in, and it it is easy to have things that you can easily throw away. You, you don't have to clean for the next guest. You just you know chuck it in the in the trash. What is something, what are three things maybe that hoteliers could do just to get started on that journey if they want to move to a more sustainable existence? First of all, I'll give you a, a little anecdote, right? I don't know if you can remember the day, and it wasn't that long ago, where, where every hotel website was uh, screaming that they had high-speed internet in their hotel. And now we, we take high-speed internet is like saying you have electricity or running water in your hotel, right? We're still in a little bit of a period where as, as an industry, and not for any wrong reason, right, but a lot of people want to, you know, kind of put it out there, you know, like we are green key holders, for example, in, in the Netherlands, right, or whatever tool and mean you can use to demonstrate to your corporate clients, to all your guests, that you're doing your part for sustainability. And I have no doubt that in five years, you know, it will be like internet. It will have to be a given that you're doing this. So let's not think about this anymore as a marketing tool. Let's not think about this, about doing more or less. You just have to do it to the best of your ability in the environment that you're given. I would also say having operated in Europe and in the U.S., right, sadly, the U.S. is quite a way behind Europe in terms of sustainability, right? For example, you know, if you're a large size hotel in the US right now in a city center, it is practically impossible to be a single use plastic hotel, right? You just cannot get the suppliers on board yet. And again, that will come around, right? But that's worth highlighting. So three things, think about your employees, think about your neighbors, right? And think about the way you would wanna treat a place where you drink and eat every day. Right. And, and if you hold true to those values and you want to be a good neighbor and a good employer and you want to do right by your guests, that should push you to make the right decision in the environment that you're in to care about the planet. Right. The last thing I would say, apologies if I'm going on, is get help. You know, there's a lot of good people out there now. There's a lot of organization. you got to filter through them. Some of them are a bit more real than others. But as a whole, there's a lot of people, you know, learn from the people who are doing it, learn from, you know, consultants who, who can help out on that front. So one point of clarification for our U.S. listeners, when, when, I, when I hear single-use plastic, I think of stuff that I use one time and throw it away. So can you defend, define that for us a little bit more if you're saying single, yeah. I think that's a really good point, right? So for example, I think in a hotel, when people think of single-use plastic, they think about the little shampoo bottles in uh in a hotel room, and clearly American hotels like European hotels have the same opportunity to go to big bottles and, and, and biodegradable bottles and so forth, right? But for example, when you have a supplier that's delivering uh, uh, your meat or your vegetables or whatever it is, right? The US still has a real mentality that everything gets wrapped in plastic or everything is in plastic bags and so forth, right? And and to get a supplier on board to say, right, I want to, this an assembly line through and through that is single-use plastic. You can't do it on your own, right? You need your your ecosystem to be on board with that. So that that's what I meant by that. 
Okay, great. So all the way, everything coming in the hotel, what's in the hotel, the whole ecosystem is more sustainable, which is, you know what, I, I hope you're right. It sounds so aspirational. I mean, being in the United States, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, we, we, we have a real problem here with, you know, I even look as a consumer, how much goes into my bin just from the market out the door. So we do have a long way to go, but it's not impossible. I think about my friends who live in Stockholm and when I'm at their house sorting the garbage, it's like, you know, the very little of it that's actually garbage and the things that are garbage, they actually, um, they burn a lot. And they actually export it for, to other countries to use for fuel. So I'm not sure the Netherlands quite meets Stockholm and Sweden standard, but clearly the, the Northern European countries seem to be certainly in the Western world leaders kind of on, on the sustainability front. So I guess for us, we probably feel that once we want to start growing in other countries, that we, we probably have a pretty good baseline already. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think it's it's one foot after the other. And I also think that the generations coming up will demand it. You know, we have young people that join our group that, that will ask us questions around that. And I, I think that's great. Let them keep us on our toes. That's right. So for all our U.S. young people, keep us on our toes <laughs> as you're coming into the industry as well. It's too hard on us, but a little bit is, is fine. Yeah, that's right. Okay, very cool. Anything else for our listeners, Billy? You know, we're kind of we're coming up at the end of the first quarter of, of 2023. And what's on your mind as we kind of look out for the rest of the year? And, you know, what are you thinking for your group and for the industry at large? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we live in uh, fairly uncertain times, right? I think uh, very few of us, I'm certainly not smart enough to always make sense of all the different macro economic and micro social things that are going on in the world right now and and i think at times it can stress um, a lot of us out and and you know people worry about you know are we the right industry to employ people are we are we a robust industry in the future given how what happened through covid but i guess my my message is you know i'm while some of the uncertainty in the world at times gives me a little knot in my stomach and can make, make me a little bit nervous at times, when I can take a kind of medium to long-term view, I'm, I'm incredibly hopeful about our industry. I think people want to travel, people want to experience cities and countryside and this beautiful planet. I think more and more people will continue to travel. They might travel differently. You know, They might travel more local. They might be less or more corporate travel less or more leisure travel, depending on the markets, the cities and so forth. But overall, I'm incredibly upbeat in our industry. I'm also incredibly upbeat that we were forced to do a little bit of a reset as an industry. And I think a lot of positive will come of that. You know, I think uh, it will make us stronger. It will make us a more appealing industry to work in. And I think it will make us work hard, harder to continue kind of wooing our guests, no matter what it is that they're searching for when they're on the road. Well, you know what? I share your optimism. Thank you. I think I think you're right on the money there. So thank you so much, Billy. So my guest has been Billy Skelly Cohen, CEO of the Zine Group. And if our guests want to find out more information, uh, do you have a URL you can share for the, for the audience? Thezinegroup.com. Okay. Z-I-E-N. You heard it here first. All right. Thank you so much. Karen, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Billy. Thank you for listening to the Hotel Moment Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, 
Please like the video and subscribe for more content. For more information, head to hotelmomentpodcast.com. The Hotel Moment Podcast is presented by Revenate and produced by Make More Media.